0: Hello and welcome to Starlight. This is our pilot episode and we are glad to have you here. With that being said and it being our very first episode, there was a lot for us to learn. And so, Future Isaac is here to give you guys some advice and point you in the right direction depending on what you're looking for. All right, let's get into it, spacers. So, In the beginning, we knew nothing about audio design, soundproofing, mic technique, and it's pretty apparent from our pilot episode all the way up to about season one, episode seven. So that being said, we don't want to lose you, dear listener. We finally hit our immersive cinematic experience much later in the show. And so with that, we wanted to give you a chance to be able to go there and enjoy the show right off. Now, I know some of you nerds are... Big fans of shows and love to see them uh, grow and change, hence why we left our earlier episodes. If you can stand the bad audio quality and the time in which we spend finding ourselves as artists, then go ahead. Just skip past this and keep listening to our early episodes. That's perfectly fun and I think really enjoyable to see our growth curve because we are committed to being the the uh, most growth-oriented actual play space opera out there using the Dungeons & Dragons system. But for those of you who are looking for that immersive experience right off the bat, let me point you in a few directions. So, if you want to skip all the way up, I highly recommend going to our Starlight intro episode. That will give you a nine minute primer on the three different characters, their races, a little bit of their backgrounds, and what the focus of season one is. From there go ahead all the way up to episode 12. You will find that that is a recap from uh, slow beginnings which is episode zero all the way up to just before episode 13. That gives you about a 20 minute recap of everything that happened, so you're brought up to speed uh, to go ahead and just dive in from episode 13, which I believe is a Atlas solo Prey or Predator, um, and those are that's, that's a great way to then jump into the show. Whatever you choose, Spacers, we hope that you enjoy and that you love what you listen to, and if you find value in it, please make sure to share Uh, subscribe because it's free and leave a review to help other people find it and if you really find value in it make sure to check us out in all of our other places like our patreon all right until next time and enjoy the show isaac out Welcome to our table and home. Pull up a seat and join as we play Dungeons & Dragons in space. You see, we've noticed that there's a lot of like the fantasy setting type Dungeons & Dragons, but there's not very much in the sci-fi universe. And that is something that we wanted to explore and invite everyone who wants to be a part of that adventure to come and join us in our home, at our table, and see what adventures and hijinks that we get up to. Uh, But Before we start, I would like to kind of like introduce everyone. So I'm Isaac, I'll be your DM, uh, and we're going to go kind of sideways.
1: Uh, I'm Sam, I'm going to be playing Clive Jensen.
2: Perfect. Uh, I'm Nathan, I'm going to be playing Atlas.
3: I'm Courtney, and I'm going to be playing McKenna Lee.
2: Awesome.
0: Now, before we start, we have a few awesome announcements. Uh, I know we're not super big or anything like that at the moment. But there are really cool things happening in each of our lives that we wanted to to share with you. One of the biggest being that there is a nonprofit that Courtney, my wife, has helped kind of bring from the ground up and start. That nonprofit is called Ring of Hope. Can you please tell us a little more about that.
3: Yeah, um, a Ring of Hope is a nonprofit that our first project based in Kenya. Um, and if you want to kind of follow our journey there, it's just getting started, kind of like this podcast. Um, we officially have a social media page where people can kind of get connected, um, and you just look it up on our Ring of Hope. And I think we're on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll tell you more along the way.
0: Awesome. Well, without further ado, let's move into our campaign, Starlight. It is standard date ten seven sixty FS. Peace has been held with the Federation's Iron Fistern Sovereign Cycle. Rebellions have been quashed. And absolute power allocated and dispersed throughout the various planetary systems in the Antiminus Galaxy. But at long last, the time for a new cycle and elation has come, and with it, the uncertainty of such things. Throughout the galaxy, everyone who is a part of the interstellar community that hold, now holds their breath, waiting, watching to see what will happen next in the Celestial Federation as the upcoming elations are just around the corner. We begin our story with a average aged man finding himself in a place where the air is clean, too clean. In fact, ever since you've arrived at this damn place, you haven't been able to get your nose not to feel dry from the recycled air. They really should add some humidity. Either way, it doesn't matter. What matters is why you got yourself in this mess, arrested and put into the confinement of the high potential facility. The reason you put up with the mush for food, the grueling work in the asteroid's core, and all the humiliation that comes from both fellow inmates and guards is all for the moment that lies ahead of you. Ahead of you is your quarry. It's taken a lot of maneuvering. It's taken many months, but it's finally time. Thanks to a friend of yours, a prison guard by the name of Horace, the elusive gray, Ofax, is now alone, cut off from the rest of the inmates all of the security cameras have been completely disabled Horace waits outside of this interrogation room guarding it waiting to let you an old friend of his know if trouble comes or how much time you have left to talk with OFAX OFAX holds some particular interest to you it's been a while as you Ever since you woke up that one day, just kind of wondering what it is that was going on around you, what it is that was happening, as you your, your eyes blinked open, um, you're certain that he is somehow related to the group of scientists who helped create you. The group of scientists that you are seeking answers, to know more about your past, know more about what it is even to be human. The gray stands before you, his back turned to you, almost as if he's looking around, confused. He's maybe three feet tall. The skin is, well, just like the name. It's dark gray, heavily wrinkled, folds, almost like extra folds of skin that shouldn't be there, hang just one on top of the other, as if he his, his body's skin just keeps growing, but it's still like, doesn't match up with the frame. There's not a single hair on the body. Like most greys, he wears no clothes. There's a small little birthmark on the back of the neck, a little odd splotch that's almost in the shape of, kind of reminds you of a cookie with the bite taken out of it. At your approach, the one scientist turns. Bleak black eyes without irises swivel in your direction. (coughs) As he looks at you, the hiss of the door still doors closing behind you, leaving you alone to talk with him. When Ofax looks at you, what does he see?
1: Um uh, see. I've got on tattered 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 clothes clothing and what looks to be a cowboy hat pulled out of the depths of a war-torn battlefield. Pulls all over my clothing. You can see the machinery that allows my body to function. I look like I almost shouldn't even be standing, yet here I am, and I'm looking for answers.
0: Ovax turns, looks at you. One of the most peculiar things that always kind of, like, catches you off about the greys is that there is not a single mouth, no lips. How they eat is still an enigma that they keep very hidden to themselves. His hands kind of, like, start to move. Just three spindly fingers with knobs at each joint, and they just twitch. As he starts to speak to you, in the, in the language of the of, of the greys, they, they, uh... Somatic language just filled with twitches, eye swivels, little tints of body movements to communicate, a completely silent language. And in that language, Ofax says, who are you? What do you want? Why am I here?
1: My name is Clive Jensen, and you're here because I need to talk to you, sir. I woke up one day on a battlefield, and I had no idea why. As I understand, I was built for war, and when my time had come, I was supposed to be gone, yet here I am, and I know you, I remember you, I have images of you in the back of my head, you have something to do with where I came from, and I need to know, I need answers, I'm not supposed to be here, yet I am, and it feels like torture.
0: Go ahead and make a charisma roll for me. Fourteen. Fourteen. The head kind of twitches. Shock. Surprise. Then you see a little movement of the knee, hiding it, keeping it to himself. Don't let him see. It's a subtle motion, something that you would only see if you knew how to speak Gracilian. But you catch it. And with that, you're able to kind of push, pulling, trying to get some more information out of them. And at last, there's like a small bead of sweat that comes down, and he flashes some more fingers, and he the the fingers say, "What number are you?"
1: Well, you see, that's a problem, because I don't remember. I don't I don't remember. I don't feel like the rest of my kin. I I feel I have this this new feeling inside me, and I do not understand it. That's why I came to you.
3: New feeling.
0: I do not understand this. You weren't made for a feeling. Explain.
1: I have no explanation. I woke up one day, like I said, I was supposed to be done, and all of a sudden I woke up. I looked around at the battlefield, I looked around at the bodies torn apart, and I just started shaking. I started getting anxious. And I, I didn't even know
4: It's a new feeling. I've
1: never felt this before. I felt scared as you've read. Yes, as I've read, as I've I've heard from that that fear when I was gunning down other humans. That look in their eyes. I
0: other humans feel that other humans. There's a small shift. Surprise, awe. How is this possible? Other humans. Repeat that sentence. Other humans. You felt for other humans.
1: Yes, and that is why I'm here. I need to know why, because I hate this feeling. I was ready to be done. I was ready to give it all to the battlefield and just be done and over. And then here I am. No explanation, don't have any understanding why I I feel this way. I didn't feel any of this before.
0: There's a pause and then he steps forward each step. He has little suction pads on the bottom of his feet and he comes up to you. There's a little bit of slime left behind, almost like a slug with each step. Now hold on
1: yeah. What are you doing here?
0: comes up to about a little bit of like about your navel and looks straight up at you the eyes kind of swivel almost like a chameleon just just kind of looking you over other humans he flashes the sign language of the grace Alliance and says it is interesting that you identify yourself the same as other humans you and them. Empathy, fear, anger, curiosity. I wonder. And then he motions for you to turn around and kneel. A question, a request.
1: Already. All, all obliged, but I, I need to know what's going on. I will see if I
0: can answer. And then as you kind of kneel down, he kind of gets up the little fingers tracing over your skin. They're cold, never warms the touch. As he comes up to the back of your neck where you have a neural link. And he kind of traces his hands over there, gets close. And then he taps you on the shoulder for you to stand. And he goes, you are part of one of the projects fascinating that you weren't destroyed. And then he backs up and he goes, we have no need to talk further. I am done with you. Please leave me in peace to live out my life, paying for what I've gone through and what I've created.
1: You're done with me? I came here to speak with you. What are these projects? What do you mean?
0: turns around. I need you to make make a another charisma roll for me, please. Eight. Eight. He just shakes his head and he and he just flashes regret. Not sure, he, telling you exactly what the regret is, he just flashes an emotion of the fingers as they move. And it's regret at every day of his life. And you're not quite sure what comes then. There's almost like a almost like a human quality that he picks up where he kind of... The shoulders slump. But there's no breath that comes out. And he just says on his right hand, the feeling of muted. And the other hand says, I must serve out the rest of my days here. The rest of my penance for what I've done. Go live your life.
1: But leave me be. Mm. Well, it seems like you're not going to help me anymore. So fine, I'll leave you. I'll leave you to your your hole where you can rot.
0: And what do you do after that? He just stands there, just unmoving. His back turned towards you. Almost as if he's mulling over everything that you have brought to his attention. All the things that you have said. What do you do? Well... Outside the door, Horus is waiting for you.
1: In a fit of rage, because he did not get what he was looking for, he's actually going to pull out one of his butterfly blades and slit the dude's throat.
0: Okay, as you pull it out, I need you to please go ahead and make a sleight of hand check you can do it with advantage. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Uh, Nineteen for hit. All right. Mm-hmm. Pulling it out. It comes out first. It's like almost like small pocket blades uh, in size as the handle. Press a small button, and then the blade swivels out first one one length of it, and then it swivels out again, creating almost a hand and a half blade uh, that folds up. And you walk over, uh, and just as you're about to go ahead and slit his throat, the eyes kind of swoop at you in this last moment of terror as you go and you slit the throat, and just there is no noise, just fingers that just. Kind of like convulse for a second. There's surprise. There's there's still awe, and there's almost like an acceptance as well that you're getting from the way his posture is. That this is what he deserves. Can you please make a perception roll for me? Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. As he's resting into your arms. You don't know why, but there's like a moment where you like you kind of slit him, but you catch him and almost allow him to the fall. There's this part of humanity that's within him as well. As you can see the fear in his eyes, and he sees you. For the first time, you actually almost get the moment of that there's an acceptance, and his fingers splay out. And all he says is once again, Number 3-4. Making you was a mistake. And everyone else that I ever cared for is dead because of you and because of our projects. And every day I regret being a part of the Shrine Cross. And every day I regret my dealings with A Crux. And with that, the fingers kind of tremble and fall lifeless in your arms
1: i'm going to lay him on the ground close his eyes and uh knock on the door
0: as you knock on the door there's a, a small moment and then there you hear the small hiss of a as the doors open on the outside you see horace Churchbill. A friend of yours from the past. Although Horace has no idea about your true nature, Horace is like kind of taken to you as a best friend, um, someone that he feels like he can trust, trust like really closely. Even though you may not have had the rapport always that you, from what you've read, humans would have the best friend. But you don't also quite understand. You see, Horace. Horace is, has like greasy hair that's been kind of combed back starting to kind of ball in, in the back of it. He wears the gray slacks of the prisoner, uh, the prison guard detail, and he's a little bit overweight, just kind of the stomach kind of pooching out. And he turns and he goes, Oh, you're done. And he kind of peers past you and he goes, What? What the hell, Jensen? Oh, God, you understand what kind of paperwork this is going to be? You are supposed to talk to him.
1: Well, I did talk to him, and He didn't give me what I wanted, and it was about time for his time to come anyway. He's caused too too much harm to too many people. Reveries, reveries,
0: Jensen. I, this is the last favor like this that I am pulling for you. And he goes,
1: (sighs) Hey, I mean, it's one less prisoner for you guys to worry about, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's a whole stack more of paperwork for me to, you don't understand
1: well i hate to break it to your horse but it really doesn't look like you're doing much moving around anyway
0: C- clive i've disabled <laughs> most of the cameras i have my other buddies on it you should be able to take the central route to the duras lift. left take it down and you can get to the prison to the, the, the prison transport area it should be bay two the rest of your stuff and he kind of points at your inmate outfit that you, you've grown accustomed to. And he goes, it's been arranged. It's in a crate with a few other various things that are being shipped in and shipped out. Should be one of the food food crates. Your stuff is in there under a lot of other things. There's a few things, few, few cargo lifts coming in. You can sneak out on one of those. But there's only two of us. So, and he points it back at the gray and he goes, I need you to be a little more subtle than that, please.
1: Well, maybe next time then, but I do appreciate your help. If you ever need anything in return. I'm off my rotation in a month. (laughs) Cards, then?
0: That sounds good. All right, get the hell out of here. (laughs) And you kind of start to take off in that direction. Um, You're pretty familiar with the layout of everything. But you know, even though Horus has kind of made sure to get the optimal guards that are like his best buddies, and that you kind of know a little bit more from your interactions. And they're cool with you because Horus is cool with you, you still have to be careful. So I usually go ahead and make a stealth check for me.
4: Ooh.
0: Eight. Okay. So you make it, you, you wind down a few of the areas, you, you pass a few different like cells um, with, like, plasma instead of, like, bars kind of, like, guarding whoever the inmates that are in there. Most of them kind of look at you curiously. One of them kind of comes up to the side and he goes, Whoa, oh, are you leaving? How did you get out of here? And this one, Old old B, is a little bit off his, his rocker. He's been here for about 20 years, but he knows a lot. He survived mining the asteroid core for a long time and probably at some of his insanity. And he goes, (laughs) Debbie, Debbie, come on, man. you got to help me get out of here, man. I've been here for a while. Just go to the tower and unlock these doors. Come on, man. I know we've shared spoons and we've shared desserts. And you have no memory of this. He's just known for spouting out some of the most random stuff. I'm just going to ignore
1: him and keep going my way. As you start to get away, he goes,
4: "All right, Debbie.
0: All right, Debbie. Don't say I didn't warn you, Debbie." And as he as you start to yell, he goes,
4: "Guards! Guards! Oh no. Debbie, Debbie's getting out of here. Guards!" And
0: uh he starts yelling that out. Can you make one more stealth check for me, please? 17. Okay. That's
4: 17. Better.
0: There's a few, like, you can hear some commotion as people start to kind of head that to to go talk to him, but it's not anyone coming down the current hallway towards you, but you kind of start to pick up the pace a little bit. You get to the, the lift. It's already been, there's, you see the key card left in there so that you can push it in the rest of the way and get down uh, to the level where all of the landing pad, the bays are, and you go ahead without running into anyone else, just as Horace said, you were able to sneak the rest of the way there. But you're not quite sure what's gonna happen in terms of what Old B was doing or yelling out about. But you do find your way to to the bay, and I need you to make one last stealth check as you, you go ahead and kind of start to like, find a place to hide and make your way over to your things. Oh no. I got a five. Good to know. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're going to cut over elsewhere. Floating in space, you find yourself with the raucous music of the dragon bar that fills your great large ears. It's pretty crowded for an Airbus. I'll give you that. Although the people here that you're finding in in the Airbus's bar, they aren't the normal type that a a bar would probably have to fill. Most of the folk in in here seem kind of like hard working folks, mostly humans with some of the odds and ends mixed in. Um, The more you look at them, you realize that they are the, the terraforming type, settlers on their way to a new life, hopefully a better life. They're going to colonize the wilds of Thala Colony, a small kind of like outer planet, a place that you need to get to, a place that you need to get to to find an old friend, one that you've heard lives out there. Now, what's interesting is a lot of these people kind of draw your attention because you've been to many bars, you've seen the kind of people in bars. But it's actually the opposite. Where normally you would be able to kind of fit in and be able to blend in with the crowd, it's the, everyone's looking at you. You're the oddity here. You're the one drawing the attention and the unease of those around you. As you kind of push away through the crowd, people kind of move, giving you a wide berth. The folks out in this, this area of the galaxy are not used to seeing loxodons of all kinds of things. But there is a brave little halfling who's maybe no older than 10 or 50. Ah, halflings are so small and cute, so it's really hard for you to tell, especially in comparison to your great size. She's cute though. And you realize that she must be a child after a few more minutes of scrutiny. She approaches, holding a small stuffed toy elephant. And curiously, she cocks her head
3: and she says, are you really real? Oh dear, I'm as as real as they come. You look just like Miss Poppy.
0: And she kind of pushes this stuffed elephant with a pink dress on up for you to see.
3: I'm going to take the elephant and say, Well, it looks real, except most Loxodons do not wear pink dresses. Um, So try again next time, dear. And I give her the elephant back. Oh. But
0: I, uh, and as she's like getting ready to say something, um, can you please make a charisma roll? Uh, five. Five.
3: And she goes up. over. So I know. Nope. That's that's.
0: And her papa kind of comes up the side and her, picks her up and just. <clears throat> Now, Sarai, what did I tell you about talking to strangers? But she's just
3: like Miss Poppy. Can I try to fashion some makeshift new outfit for her elephant if,
0: out of? There's plenty of places for you to sit down and maybe find some like bar, like broken uh, bottles or mm-hmm. um, some random bits of cloth, napkins, sure.
3: Dears, what was her name, Sarai?
0: Uh, she did say Sarai, or her father yeah. did say Sarai, but they've already kind of started moving back to their family.
3: Dear, um, please come find me in twenty or thirty moments. I will be making your doll, Papi, you say, um, a new dress, a new outfit. And
0: so the girl, as you say that pretty loudly for her to hear above everyone else, she looks up at her dad, and her dad goes, "Strangers, can you make a persuasion check?"
3: There's a 17.
0: looks back at you and sees this well-meaning Loxodon, and when he looks at you, what does he see?
3: Oh boy, Um, an elephant on two legs, Um, large ears as you say, very, very well-dressed, put together, Um, a bit of a a marking on on her neck. He probably wouldn't see it a whole lot though, because it's actively trying for that not to be seen. Um, Big eyes, but very friendly looking. Mm. Yeah.
0: He looks at you. His eyes kind of soften. There's a little. You notice now that he has like very big bags under his eyes, as if he hasn't slept in many days. But we are gonna meet. A lot of different people so maybe it is good if you go talk to her but and he says this part loud enough for you to hear stay where I can see you and the girl goes
3: oh thank you daddy I really wanted like her to meet miss poppy more
0: and they kind of disappear into the crowd kind of talking but he gives you a curt nod
3: perfect and I'm gonna go work on the dress
0: all right so as you're working on fashioning that Please tell me how you're going to make this dress.
3: Well, I'd like to see if there's any tablecloths. I'm assuming there's tablecloths in an establishment.
0: Yeah, there's a few, but um, most are being used.
3: Well, I'll just try to cut off a little bit here or there. (laughs) Um, And, which should be no biggie, I'll just do it. Um, And then, just kind of, I feel like I got probably a pretty good look at the size of the elephants. And knowing elephant proportions quite well, having designed my own clothes, I um, just kind of sew it together, um, use the fabric mostly, but maybe a little bit of whatever else is laying around as well.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, can you please go ahead and make, let's say, a dexterity check in terms of, like, fashioning this and and making it nice and beautiful? Eighteen. Eighteen. It is beautiful,
4: Mm -hmm. at least
0: as beautiful as it can be when made from random stuff from around the Airbus bar. Mm -hmm. At one point, though, you see that there is like a uh, three, like walking on a tripod, this canister. It's a droid. It has many lights, and it kind of like beeps. And behind it, there is a, a human male, probably in his 30s. He also looks tired, but he has these like spectacles on that almost kind of like catch the light so you never actually see his eyes. (laughs) And you're about 12 minutes into making this. And he goes, Ma'am. Ma'am. Thank you. Look. You're gonna have to pay for that. And he holds up the part of the tablecloth that you ripped off to make the dress.
3: I'd like to do a minor illusion to make it seem as though it was repaired. Like, All right. oh, it just magically fixed itself. <laughs> All right. It's a cantrip.
0: As you go ahead and do that, and you 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 go, no, I don't know what you're talking about, and mm. you point at it, and he's like, "Ma'am, I I have it right."
3: So, are you feeling
0: okay? I, I don't know. And he's—he just goes. Never mind. And he goes to walk away, mm-hmm. very confused, scratching his head. The droid just kind of left between its head, swiveling back and forth between you, and
4: just,
0: and then it starts to kind of off away. Now, just as he's as that's starting to leave, there is a sudden just like. And the PA system kind of comes on over the top of the everything else, and it says, Attention riders, we are experiencing some issues with our networks. It would seem the last solar flare has disrupted some connectivity from our pilot and the dragon. We will be making a pit stop. You will be welcome to stretch your legs for a jaunt in the terminal of the facility. And thank you for your patience. We hope you enjoy your time with Airbus Services. And as it kind of like goes off, there is a just like immediate grumble from everyone. Just like, oh, you hear someone go, I knew we weren't moving. I knew there were some issues. And someone, another person goes, great. Riding pirate territory. Pirates?
2: What are you talking about? Haven't you been watching the news?
0: And all of that kind of starts to kind of build up. But there's this moment of clarity as that little halfling girl kind of pushes through and comes up to you holding Miss Poppy. And she comes up, her hair pulled back in a single bun, bright yellow hair. And she goes, Hi.
3: Hello, sweet Sarai. And I pull out this outfit. It's more of a... functional jumpsuit um that poppy can wear um and i put it on poppy and then i tell her this is much more appropriate for what poppy may be doing in her life and i take the pink dress and fashion that into a jumpsuit as well um, assuming she's okay with it
0: go ahead and make a perception
1: check
3: perception.
0: That would be a 10. 10. Okay. You notice, as you're saying all of this, the girl's kind of nodding her head like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like she's really taking notes from this elephant woman.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And you notice that there is like an increasing dissatisfaction. Someone goes over, this this part of the dragon, the, the starship, as they call them, has no windows. But it does have a few viewing portals there. There's just like for the first time, the viewing portals have been opened and you can see off where the in the distance where from the pilot's point of view. Where the ship is going and you see a rather large asteroid just kind of slowly listing through space. I want you to please go to make a history check as this is the direction you are heading. A four. You're not quite sure what it is, but you can make out some structures on it. And you kind of shrug your shoulders and you're like, hmm. it's going to kind of put a little bit of a delay in your trip. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll repair it and eventually you'll be off of whatever facility is down there. Now, she takes it. You guys just going to share a few words. And she's like, oh, wow. I, this is pretty cool. But, um. I think the dress looks better. And then she kind of walks off. Is there anything you want to do?
3: I'm a little upset. Um, I I think I'd like to um, go stand out on one of those standing pads, assuming there are people out there, and just kind of take a moment to myself. Um, also, yeah, I think... There's not really a whole lot to do right now on here. Okay. So just maybe keep an eye out for what's happening and a good eyes, and great ears. Alright, then as you do that and you head out there,
0: the there have now been a few other dragons that you can see from the viewing port that have come out from the asteroid are approaching and they are there to help tow it in. You notice that these dragons look like something more like military vessels or potentially prison vessels that are helping to tow the airbus in for repairs make one more perception check as you are kind of keeping your big loxodon ears open
3: is there a way if I have mending to mend the ship
0: you're going to have to try and go to the engine room and check let me do a perception first but that area has generally been
3: guarded 20
0: natural 20 One of the things that you hear is there's a sweaty man. He's kind of built in a way that suggests hard labor, bald hair, bright cheeks. Looks like he's probably had one too many and he just kind of wipes his brow. (sighs) And you just hear him talk. You overhear him talking to someone halfway through what he's saying. And he's talking to someone who's not really that interested. But he says, that's, that's why I'm going out there. She's got herself mixed in with, like, a cult or something. I can't remember what she... Something about makers. Anyways, it goes against every precept of the reverie, and I'm going out there to make sure my little sister gets her damn head on straight. And <sighs> he kind of wipes it, and then that's when you see he pull out, like, a. you see him pull out, like, a small silver flask and just... <laughs> Anyways, God, I hate flying. I can't wait to touch down.
3: I'd like to use message. It's a cantrip. Um, And just put in his head, maybe she really does need to get her life figured out, but you should go after her and make a very aggressive move to ensure that her life is straight and really kind of embolden him To move quicker and be bolder. Can you please make a persuasion check? But I'm not talking to him. I'm using... Yep. uh, That would be a 10. There's this
0: moment where he's like... Pauses. Stops talking to whoever he's talking to. And then the person looks at at him and goes... Flynn? Okay, buddy. And he goes yeah I just I I no, uh... oh, never mind I think I gotta go to the bathroom and he kind of like pushes away
3: and I'm gonna look at him and just wink and walk away
0: he does not notice great he just pushes you're like quite a bit taller than him uh-huh. and he pushes away heading down the hallway of the dragon to go find the bathroom and now you can hear the, the hiss as the other dragons kind of attach themselves to the hull of the Airbus and start pulling and towing them in the direction down to the asteroid and whatever facility is down there. Atlas, you find yourself—you've just touched down. You're you have a, you're riding in a small dragon provided by, let's say, your associates now Ebb is the one who's been piloting this ship for you she's kind of a skinny scrawny you know, computer type, really great at interfacing with dragons and being able to control them and she's been sent by your associates to kind of like shuttle you around in the, the loner vehicle that you have checked out under your name by gotcha. them and she's just touched down into the facility of the Hive Detention Center now the bay's the 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 bay doors of Bay Two kind of come to like the the laser field that is normally in front of it hisses back to life. Can you make a perception check as you're looking out through the veering portal into Bay Two? Seven. All right. Everything seems as it is supposed to be. Although it is always still kind of strange to find yourself in these kind of facilities, given your. Your are associates, for sure. The mm-hmm. ebb looks back at you. She's actually, she's a tiefling, purple-skinned, just a little hint of little horns coming out from her head. And she stretches, and she kind of pulls herself back from the interface unit, um, unattaching the goggles, pulling her hands out of the flesh. Because even though the inside of the ship is built in that it's all metal, mm-hmm. the center console, which controls it, comes up, uh, what starts off as like a metal pedestal, and then the top is all uh, half flesh muscle, and almost viscous jelly that you have to stick your hands into for the interfacing, and she pulls out she kind of wipes it off, and she goes alright, how long you gonna be, man? Do I have time for a sig?
2: And I'm walking inside the double doors right now
0: Well, you're, you're, you're in, you're in the dragon. You're in the starship. Just, you've just touched down. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Yeah. You've just been welcomed into the detention facilities. And she's just kind of like almost, so to speak, turning off the keys. And she's gotcha, gotcha.
2: Um, so yeah, Alice will look at her and be like, yeah, you have time. She goes, good.
0: Um, hey, don't mess this up. Okay.
2: Do I ever miss anything up?
0: She goes, well, uh, you got a good point there. And then she goes, but seriously, like, you're probably the only person that I've piloted around on these loners the most. Like, everyone else makes it, like, oh, I don't know, four, five times. What? This is like six. You're pushing some sort of record kick. I
2: was doing my job well.
0: She goes, amen to that. And she goes, you got a lighter?
2: Yeah, I'll just, uh, so. With Atlas, Atlas, I speak. Um, He'll basically like flick his thumb, and then it'll just be like a lighter, like a flame that kind of like pops out, just a small one, nothing big. She kind of walks over and she goes, "Much appreciated, brother."
0: (sighs) All right, I'll be waiting. And then she presses; she goes back and puts a hand in the interface unit, and that's when you hear some of the 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 lift door opens that you can Mm -hmm. walk down into the detention center. While he's walking in, he'll light actually a cigarette himself, Mm -hmm. and then just walk into the detention center. Down at the bottom, you see a guard, hands kind of right behind his back. He's really not someone that's super memorable. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much dressed like every other guard, has the gray uh, outfit. You can see that he has the light pulsating of a second skin armor underneath it, and he has a helmet on, kind of obscuring some of his eyes. As you walk down, he greets you with an easy smile, and you notice that there is, um, there's like a, he's kind of thinner in, in frame. Um, if you had to guess, maybe half-elf or something of that sort of nature.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Either way, he stands behind his back, so he goes, Good to have you. We've been waiting for your arrival.
2: Um, just as a formality, sir, do you mind if I see your credentials? Do I know from, like, insight-wise if this person is affiliated with my connections, or...? Go ahead and make an insight check. <laughs> Four.
0: <laughs> Hard to <laughs> tell. Hard to tell. Probably.
2: If, if you're not sure, it's best probably to assume no. Atlas, being Atlas, he's going to, because he's smoking a cigarette, he's going to, like, pull out and, like, lean real close to, the like, the guard. And, um, and then just basically say that I don't need He's just going to say I don't need credentials. Go ahead and make a persuasion check.
4: 19. Ooh. There you
0: go. Hmm. Kind of sighs and he goes, You forgot them, didn't you? I'll forget anything. What journal outlet you work for again? An important one. He goes. That would make sense. Yeah. You should do me a favor.
2: As soon as you start walking,
0: get get a new job. Yeah.
4: Hey, well, hold up. <laughs> no, yeah. He, he, he start just he walking goes, in. Goes,
0: you <laughs> have no idea. Wh-. And he starts walking <laughs> up to you. And at this point, go to make an inside check. Inside? Okay. Yep.
2: Fourteen.
0: You now notice that he's getting way too flustered too easily. And as you're looking around, you can see that there are other like guards walking around, but most of them are kind of holding themselves casually, not wearing the helmet. And you get the sense that this is a new hire and he's doing his very hardest to appear professional. But based on how flustered he's getting by the way you're acting, he like is like, (laughs) he's not, he doesn't know how to handle this situation. He's like, just hold on one minute. And he gets in front of you and he goes, you understand, right? You can't just walk through that door without my security clearance. And then he kind of holds up a badge <laughs> yeah. as he kind of points at the door. Yeah. And he goes, can you just give me one second, give me your name, and I'm sure I can look this up. And then he uh, pulls out a little notebook.
2: I'm gonna, so Alice is going to put his hand on, like, on his shoulder and say... I'm assuming you're new here, but I know your bosses. I'm going to go in and do my job, and you're going to get back to your post. Can How I big is this guy? Because I want to, like, my you, hand might just cover his whole, like... You tower leg. over
0: him. Okay. Yeah. Make an intimidation roll. Okay. <laughs> Natural 20 plus Ooh. 2.
2: 22.
0: There's a moment <laughs> where he kind of, like, looks at you and there's like, a, he's not sure how to take this. And he goes there there are protocols sir, but you know I I I, mm, I can just run the thing on your ship I'm sure that's attached to your 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 outlet and he goes just, just one second and he walks over to the ship and goes and finds and starts to interface one of the with that one of the outside, basically almost like QR codes. Mm. And then he goes, "Oh, that would make sense." You <laughs> didn't tell me you are one of those hotshot journalists. And he comes back and he goes, "I am really sorry. I am really sorry. So, if you will please follow me this way." We have been waiting quite a while for this. I know that it's been months of getting this story ready. And may I just say, I am a huge fan of your guys' streaming services. And I cannot
2: wait to see this documentary on him. Perfect. I was just going to like <laughs> clap him on the shoulder and be like, all right, kid, let's go. But he's going to like put his arm around his shoulder and just walk with it. <laughs> Make a charisma roll. Okay. Seven.
0: You get the sense that your overbearing uh, nature when you're trying to be friendly is still intimidating because (laughs) even though your motion's friendly you can see him getting kind of crushed by the weight of your arm. Um, But he just, he he goes um, yeah. And he he goes (laughs) and unlocks the the security door and he leads you uh, through it. There's a hissing of the portals that open and close behind you. You walk past cells you can hear some sort of a disturbance mm-hmm. off in the in the distance. It you can't quite make it out, but something about someone <laughs> giving food, something about spoons spooning. You're not quite sure. <laughs> it's <a> very hysterical. <laughs>
4: okay. And, and even, the guard's walking oh, with me right yeah, now? Yeah, the guard's leading you. And he's kind of like giving
0: you the tour of the different things. He's leading you to the different floors, and uh, you come, you go past cells with the the thin sheen of the humming laser door, and you see you pass prisoners who are relatively amiable that are dressed in like their their gray slacks as they're mopping the floors on maintenance duty, and you finally come to the end of a short hallway. There is a set of doors, heavy, heavy doors. You can just you can see it. It's a almost iron still, the kind that has been, that is probably like four or five inches just thick. Now, the guard goes up and he opens it. And, um, so this isn't from me, this, this, this is from the, uh, this is from the guildsmen who run this center, but you will understand, and I'm sure you're well versed at getting out the information you need in this time, but... The kid is on a tight schedule. You're not the only one trying to get a story. So you have 20 minutes, and then he also has to be back in the yard by the evening. So please, thank you. And I will be out here if you need anything. And he moves out of the way to let you in. And when you walk in, you find that where everything else was just metallic, cold, unfriendly, you find the exact opposite. Inside is a library. The interior is carpeted with velveteen floors. There are mahogany shelves and a beautiful window that overlooks Titan's rocky expanse, Titan being the asteroid on which all of this is built. Please go ahead and make a perception check. Me? Yep. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh, two. Two. Wait,
4: sorry.
2: Yeah, two. Two.
0: There's just a moment when you kind of like look out. And you can see two dragons. Mm-hmm. They, And as you're looking at the dragons from the outside, what it looks like is, it's a starship that is, there, they're almost oblong in nature. There's short, almost like wings that come out, but it's very short. And the outside of it is carpist, almost with like scales. There's no viewing parts, no nothing. There's no exhaust of flames for moving these starships, but you see two smaller ones with cable lines attached to the back, back behind it. They're towing a very long, no wings on this, but oblong version of a dragon. You notice it's an Airbus of some sort. It looks like they're towing it into the asteroid. It's probably going to land in the next few minutes. Uh, probably some sort of mechanical difficulty if they're helping out with it, but it's not really... Your business, your eyes flick over as you hear someone go. Before you, you see the kid. The kid is a drow, and you can see a faint tattoo that kind of runs on the side of his neck. It's purple and gold, and it's of a bowl. But these kind of tattoos, these are special. These are the kind that only members of your association have. This tattoo is galloping but it's not moving from place, it's just like the legs are moving, giving the appearance as if it's moving across a landscape. And with each step, it kind of moves from purple, scintillating to gold, moving back to red, and then back to purple. The stroud is even shorter than the guard was. Hair white, eyes, just very, almost similar like deep velveteen type of, of color, but purple as well. And he sits before you, dressed in his gray outfit, arms crossed. And he goes, "Can I help you?" And as he looks at you, what does he see?
2: All right, so he sees a six four. Uh, so he's like, "How do I explain?" It? So he's six. You see, it's like a six four, almost broad, like shouldered, like broad chested. Um, very muscular individual not like just thick um kind of like a spartan i think we spoke about he kind of looks like you know like how spartans are like tv shows or movies and stuff mm-hmm. um muscular he, he looks around the age of 26 to almost 30 or so he has like this gray silver hair that's uh like that goes past the shoulders a little bit on his back um and it has like a little bit in the front like kind of parted he has ice blue eyes um and then from his eyes like going downwards, like from his face, like down to his like neck, there's, there's these uh kind of like blue like neon bars almost that kind of go down. Um and they're like a cool blue color. Um he's also shirtless, but he has this he has this uh jacket like over it, cause you have you ever like you know like the pirate, not like pirates exactly, but kind of like the navy. Admirals or pirate-ish kind of things. or They have like, these mm-hmm. jackets, like the fur collar-ish kind of things. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm saying or no? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's wearing one of those that's um, like this dark kind of black, so that's gray, like in color with like a white uh, fur collar, but he's, and then also on the, next to his chest, there's blue bars kind of like on his face, kind of, kind of like go down and like spread it around the chest. It looks almost like a pattern almost going like on both sides of his uh, chest down his stomach. Um, and he's wearing just, like, normal, like, slacks, like, hand slacks or something. Um, boots.
0: Alright. So, so, he looks at you. He puts his hands out. Is there anything that I can help you with? You another journalist in to get my story, my take? Find out why someone like me would want to turn in the acers?
2: Well looks like if we're just jumping to the main point, then I want to... I have things to run, businesses to do.
0: A prison doesn't run itself. So get to it.
2: Okay. So with Alice's personality, Alice's gonna be like, all right, puny boy. And then he's gonna, like, while he's saying it, he's gonna, like, grab the drow by the neck and just, like, pick him up. Like, he's gonna be smoking and just, like, grab, like, as a reaction, just, like, grab him. Because he was insulted.
4: I'm scared. So as you go and grab him, just yeah, I'm he, just gonna grab him, he's he's like A, a small voice up. comes out.
2: As you kind of lift him up, roll an athletics check for me, please. Athletics. Yep. Real quick. Um, sorry, I know this is a DM question that I should have probably already go Um, with like the rolls, it's only you only get bonuses with the ones you have proficiency in, even if you have pluses from stats. Correct. That's yeah. what I'm.
0: Yeah. So on your sheet, it's only the
2: proficiency stats that yeah you're your just you're okay just gonna add but
0: it's already factored
2: in whatever you have chosen as well yeah chosen as your proficiency yeah. I just want to know because like obviously because your stats some have bonuses yep but you're not proficient okay perfect. oh really All All right. Right. it was like it was a natural so play. you lift him up mm-hmm. I need you to roll an intimidation check with that intimidation
4: okay
2: nine
0: nine your arm kind of shakes just from the quick moment of doing it, mm-hmm. you hold him up for a second but you, inst- rather than looking weak you just set him back down not quite getting the effect that you wanted but leaving a little bit of a bruise on the man's, on the on the kid's neck because you just
2: it's <sighs> <clears throat> that really necessary I don't really like to be insulted by weak individuals and then, and then
0: he rubs his jaw and then spits mm-hmm. to the side what do you want?
2: I'm looking for the Sun Eater, Sun Taker. He looks, looks over at you, he just laughs.
0: <laughs>, laughs. You're one of them, aren't you? They're still looking for him, aren't they? <sighs> what makes you think I'm going
2: to tell you about the Sun Maker, huh? That if you don't tell me I will kill you. I'm here to do a job for the acers, and if you've known the acers long enough, we always complete our jobs. Oh, yeah. Just like the way they were supposed to free me from this stinking hole. Well, actions do have consequences, and you didn't do what the acers intentionally wanted. You're with your own desires and your own intentions.
4: Yeah?
0: Maybe
2: I did, didn't I?
0: But actions are in the past that have built a new life. A new family. He kind of rubs the bruise and he goes. And things have consequences, don't they? What are you gonna give me if I tell you it's just parley for my life? because I think it would look awfully odd if I was suddenly dead.
2: As you know with the acers, whatever you desire, we can get you. Go ahead and make a persuasion check.
0: No. two? Everything except my freedom. They were, okay. they were supposed to buy my bell out of this place now I've had to start over one day I'm going to own this prison And I'm going to own the warden who walks around here and every single one of them is going to be my bitch so what more are you going to give me how are you going to give me my freedom because that's about the only way I'm
2: walking away from this Knowing from my like the contract itself to get the sun taker, correct? Make sure I did. I, already, I messed it up It's, it's a sun maker. Sun maker. Yeah. See, I actually named it a bunch of things. You're good. Um, You're good. But basically, with the sun maker, how like knowing the, from the contract, how high of like a priority is it to get this sun maker from the, for the acers? Very high. All right. All right. So Alice will look over to him and say, "I will get you out today." We'll walk out of the prison right now. If you can tell me where the sun maker is. Now you have some proof of that, you have it written down, Mm -hmm. you
0: have your boss signed off on it, and honor is a huge thing amongst the acers, they almost operate in a similar fashion to the Yakuza. Now, when you say that, make a charisma roll for me please. I know these aren't your best rolls.
2: Charisma? Yes. Eight? to show me the paperwork. Has my guy, like... Is my guy... still smoking, or no? He's, it's up to you. Is he still smoking? They allowed it. The guards didn't care, right? The guard
0: was actually pretty enraptured with whatever was in it? Uh whatever entity that your ship was associated with. Okay. Alright. So he didn't really notice that much.
2: Yeah. Alice is gonna start to like kinda wind down a little bit and just tell him that we need to know where the Sunmaker is. Like I can't promise your family safety or your safety if I can't get the information. You kind of like breathe that smoke into his face, it kinda curls around.
0: should really knock that off it'll kill you early he goes it's a library you don't want that to get in here there's not many places it's kind of carpet he kind of like shakes his head a little bit he goes excuse me if I don't trust you but I've been here seven standard years (laughs) it's hard to believe it's been that long and no one's come through for me so how about we set up a deal, a tradesy, so to speak? What's the deal? Nothing too hard. There's someone that I need um, to disappear. Then he kind of looks you up and He goes, "You look pretty capable." In exchange for the information,
1: who's the target? Another prisoner.
2: Do you have any combat experience?
0: No. Not real experience. He's a lunatic. Murderer. Killed many people. The scum needs to be taken off of this. Off the face of this galaxy. Does he work for anyone?
2: That we know of? His own privations. Alright, if you can give me the information first, then I will take out the target. He
1: goes,
0: make a charisma check. One more. That- a pers- <laughs> Not do, doing- a per- do a
2: persuasion. Do a persuasion. Sorry. Persuasion? Yes, sir. I don't know if you have a. Nope, I have nothing. I have intimidate. I'm just an intimidating person.
3: You are just an intimidating person. <laughs> Three.
0: He goes, how about this? I give you some of the information. You take him out. You set up another visit for me. I tell you the rest of it. Deal? Fine we have a deal. Reads his hand out, gives you a shake. He goes, all right. Well, if I want this done right, (sighs) it's just saying, let let me consult my notes here so I don't get the Name wrong for you.
2: I'm really hoping that I start rolling higher today, or tonight, to be honest. Now, while I was looking that up, if I don't roll higher, then my thing is saying that my she boy's not going to die. Have you heard right there the, painter? You, bud. the painter? The painter? The painter. No, I'm not really in darts. Hmm. <coughs> to make a history check on that. History? Yep. <laughs> no idea.
4: Two?
0: He goes, Yeah, that's fine. He's a pug. Ugly little thing. He has a nasty habit of getting put in jail, released, put in, released, and every time he gets released, goes on a little murder spree. I don't know who the hell's backing him getting in and out or what sort of experiments they're allowed to be run with this thing, but he needs to be inbidden. He's called the painter because when he murders people, he likes to spread and draw a butterfly with their blood. It's his own personal signature. Anyways, he's getting transferred today. Just and he looks down at his watch, and he goes... Which is another odd thing, now that you notice. He has a few personal effects that people didn't have. He was about another 45 minutes or so. You should be able to follow him up there. And when their are little prison ships up far enough, assuming that you are with acers, be able to remove that ship. And that transfer, all the people that are with him—it doesn't matter because that single pug will kill more people than you realize.
2: I was okay, so he'll, yeah. So he's—I was just going to be say that he's—I accept the deal, and I'm not too worried about some pug or some random person when I am the strongest. Universe. It's cliche <laughs>
0: <laughs> He goes, "Dill, the information you need is this that your Sun Maker is on the planet colony of Thala
3: Now, can you write the It's been... <laughs> <I> No. <know. laughs> I do not want
2: you to remember that. Wait, what, Thala?
0: <laughs> planet Thala It is well established. There's quite a few little hidey holes, and I'll tell you I'm joking.
3: I can write it down.
0: (laughs) And I'll tell you it was a major (sighs) Well it was a pain to find him. Mm -hmm. So as for the particulars, we can wait till you're done with your job,
4: huh?
0: (laughs) I'll handle the job. Good. Well then if you don't mind, I have other meetings to attend to. And he just Wait, is he, like, knocking or snapping for me to leave? He knocks on the side of the of the door, and there is a moment, and the door kind of hisses open. Mm-hmm. He's the same guard there before, and he's standing there, trying to hold his composure again, and he looks at both of you, and he goes, please, please, this way, sir. It's time to go, kid. And you kind of follow him out, and mm-hmm. there's just, like, small talk. He's kind of like, well, how was the interview? As you kind of chat... Back and forth, and you start to make your way back to Bay Two. Clive, we move back to you. Please start me. Start off with a perception check. Oh, we're in, here we go. <laughs> because rules. Awesome.
1: Ooh, uh, seven.
0: Seven. Okay. Now.
1: Mm, I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs>
0: You for the first time get a good look around the bay room and you what you see all around you is you see like various crates, all sorts of like supplies, mechanical implements, things that you do recognize as your background with being like working as a pilot. But in the area where Horace told you your things would be, there's probably about 20 food, basically uh, crates. And in any one of them,
1: the rest of your things could be. God um, damn it, Horace! How
0: do you want to go about trying to
1: find them? Well, I'm gonna take a nice scan of the room. Do I see anybody else? Is it just me? There.
0: You had to kind of like pop down and hide for a second because the the laser fields kind of opened and allowed a smaller, just sort of a. Smaller dragon to kind of fly and land. Can you make a perception check on that? Or an insight check, I should say. 17. What's interesting about this is you recognize this class of dragon. Oh, it's it's made to look like a normal transport ship. But it is a smuggler ship. You watch as you're hiding from your spot, as you like, kind of duck back down, as the bottom of it kind of opens up, and you watch this large man walk down. Probably cyborg in some sort of nature. Blue stripes kind of coming down the face. Walks down. Has some sort of interaction with the guard. The guard kind of looks flustered for a bit and then suddenly he's in awe. You're checking the credentials on the ship and you wait until they leave. Giving you those few moments because when you look around you see a bunch of security cameras and Lord Horace. You better be right about every single one of them being disabled for a short time.
1: Oh, oh, man, I don't know. I may just have to cut. Thinking to himself, I may just have to cut my losses on my, my stuff and just get out of here. Horace was never never quite that reliable back in the day, and it's gotten me into quite a few other issues. Uh, I think. Are there any crates, like, pretty close to me, like, within...
0: Yeah, so you went and hid kind of, like, behind those 20 crates, Mm. but you're kind of like, fuck, I can't can't look through all of them.
1: Alright, well, I think I'm just going to look through the few that are directly uh, within reach, and then if if nothing comes of it, then I think I just need to get myself out of here.
0: Make an investigation check with disadvantage.
1: Eight. Eight.
0: Man, it is it is blind luck at this point, and you have no idea where to start. You probably have time to look through four different crates. All of them are relatively the same looking, they don't look disturbed. You would have a short amount of time probably open the latch and look in. Of those four, one, two, three, or four, which one do you want to look into?
1: I'll look into number two. Okay. You
0: pop a latch. Inside, you see a bunch of like, like flash frozen eggs.
1: I start s- digging down deep in there. You
0: start sifting through. Please, can you roll me a percentile die?
2: That is a die ten and a die hundred. This is a die hundred at least. Die ten? I think I have one of those two. Oh. Here, this is die ten. The 0 on the die, 10 is 10. Uh,
1: six, yep. six, seven. You start looking through, and you, you cannot find anything in
0: there. You kind of close it. You can hear some voices, but nothing that necessarily that's, seems close at the moment. You probably have time to look through one or two more, if you wish.
1: Now, Horace did when we were talking, did he say there was a specific ship that I was getting on as a getaway, or he just said there were ships? He said there were ships. Okay, that's what I, that's what I thought. Now, yeah.
0: as you look back out and across the expanse of ships that you see, there are ships. There's two at the moment. It looks like it can probably hold maybe five ships, this, this docking bay. There is the ship that is completely open, the, the thing still down there, that that large man walked out of, the smuggler uh, ship which usually is great for hiding <clears> things and getting things out. But there is also what looks to be a prisoner transport ship as well. Um, that lift is also open, and it looks like maybe they're expecting to move people in sometime soon, but you don't see any guards approaching. And Horace would have told you if it was happening like right in this moment.
1: And I'm still wearing the inmate. Oh, yes, you are. garb, right? Yep. All right, well... I'm going to try to look through another one of these crates, I'll look through number four.
2: Make a roll yes. another percentile. Yes. Okay, you have the percentile, I'll just
1: give you 10 though. Yeah, Because no, yeah, gonna... there's gonna yeah. die 10 in the uh, set yeah. that you gave me. Oh, 29! 29. 29.
0: It is in this one, after searching through, you finally see. Oh, thank goodness. It's, it <laughs> is it's your good. stuff, your various <laughs> things, your piloting equipment. Um, and even uh, some of like your, your more favored, treasured uh, stylistics of clothing from some of your favorite films. Which is
1: also strange, just because he doesn't quite understand why he has a connection to these items, because he's feeling all of these new... All right, well, shoot, i finally found what I'm looking for. I need to get out of here. I need to... Oh, God, uh, of those two ships...
0: And that's when you Uh, hear a hiss. And you hear the the siren blaring.
1: And I drop back down.
0: And you, there's no one quite approaching. You you get a sense that if you, you can either stay here, or you could try and hurry, but you can just make out that that means that another ship is getting ready to land. Do you want to stay where you are? Do you want to make a run for it? Do you, what do you want to do?
1: Ah... Well another ship coming in that could mean an easier escape route. I don't really want to deal with that that big ass dude that came <laughs> off. I th- I think I'm gonna I'm just gonna wait here.
0: Alright, make one more stealth check for me, please. Eighteen. Eighteen. That's pretty good. Alright.
1: So as you I you kind of I'm doing, just a little bit.
0: You kind of drop down, and you wait as this ship gets pulled in. You see first two smaller um, sentry-type dragons, ones that are used, classified for like, short-range combat. You see that they are towing a large airbus. And as it kind of gets pulled in and has to turn sideways to fit, you watch as multiple doors open, and you see quite a few folks just like come bumbling out. A lot of them just like a detention facility. This is where we're supposed to walk around. Oh, we'll get off of it. That's just going to be a short while, why they make little repairs. And you see usually just kind of like more common type folk, which is like kind of human in aspect. There's a few half elves, some halflings, no greys. But you do notice as one of the lift doors kind of like creaks with the weight as a loxodon walks down the steps and just kind of looks around the snout of her 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 uh, snout kind of looking both ways, like sniffing both ways. She then steps down and you find yourself in docking bay two.
3: Hmm. This looks like a, a lovely place. Well, might as well explore a little. Um, have I been here? I would know that. Elephants have incredible memory. You have never been here. Now, as you start to step down,
0: you, you see a lot of people for the first time, are like, oh man, different air. It's like you can taste the difference. So an old man kind of grumbles and he goes, yeah, but it's not the same as fresh air. And, but they're all kind of corralled, including you, as various guards kind of come out of the ships that towed you and they start to kind of gather the crowds and they go. Now you can all walk around the Bay Area. There are bathrooms over there. Just contact one of us. We will unlock it. We will escort you in. But there are dangerous people who are currently being recorrected on their thoughts and actions here. So please. Do not go about bothering them. We are going to have a few transfers coming through. When that happens, there will be an alert.
1: And you're hearing all of this too, as it's being said out loud. During this whole thing, since I'm hiding behind the crates, I'm working on getting out of my in- inmate clothes and back into my normal clothes that were in the crate. So I could kind of phase into the crowd once I get an opportunity.
0: Okay, so you, you're kind of slowly just kind of like shifting, putting these things on as, as carefully as possible the guards continue and they go we are going to have the diagnostics officer come in and work with your pilot and engineering crew and see what the malfunction is with your interface unit it should be momentary so please fountains for water over there make yourselves comfortable but you get the sense that when he's saying that it's like don't make yourselves too comfortable type of situation
3: i am gonna just start walking laps casually and see if I maybe notice anything a little bit odd.
0: Go ahead and make a perception check.
3: (laughs) That would be a five. Everything looks great.
0: (laughs) By this point, you have walked laps. The only thing that you um, notice is that the guards are really unfriendly. Hmm. And for the most part, a lot of other people have been pretty unfriendly on the ship, too, and you're a little over it.
3: Is there any um, guards that look particularly unfriendly?
0: Go ahead and make a perception check. L's
3: eight. Eight.
0: Hard to tell just from, like, a quick look. Um, if you maybe went and talked to them, maybe you could find out. But, you know, as of right now, there's about six guards. At this point, Clive, you have maneuvered your way into the crowd and kind of kept your face low just moving around shifting in and out and at that point I need you to make a perception check now you guys are having great rolls I know 13 Thirteen. Clive you hear the same kind of grumblings that uh, McKenna heard before It's a lot of people who are just like honestly kind of just tired and done with things there is someone who is uh, you passed who is just like talking to what looks like a few family members and she she is uh, kind of graying in hair but she's not old just maybe graying a little early and she goes I really hope they hurry Um, there have been some pirate attacks recently and they've been spotted out here and I really, I really don't like it. I don't. Hush now, darling, we are on a detention center. What better place to be from pirates than on a detention center? I know, but I, you know, like we have to think of the kids. We'll be on our way soon. And that's when you kind of like start to pass away and hear that and you, maybe you catch a little bit of the end of that.
3: I'm gonna put a message in her head that says all pirate ships have disappeared for the past week. There's been no attacks. Okay, go ahead and make a persuasion check. (laughs) Uh, That would be a 24.
1: Do I happen to notice a giant Bloxodon concentrating to cast some sort of... what? Well, first,
0: you make a perception check, and I'm gonna get back to McKenna on this. McKenna, You well that natural one. Not only do you not notice, (laughs) but your intention is so taken that you need to figure out what ship you're gonna get into.
3: Do I notice him trying to do this? Well, one second here. (laughs) I'd like to
4: respond now. now, Do I notice her noticing me?
0: (laughs) 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 First, uh, for your message, the woman goes. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... And she goes, huh? I didn't say anything, darling. You just did. No. No, You, I just... You just said something. Tim, darling, I think... Why don't we go take a walk? I think that would be good for all of us. And she goes, alright. And they kinda just start walking The similar laps that you started before kind of talking but you can see that there's like a little bit of a moment where she's more than a moment where she kind of starts to relax a little bit more and just is enjoying the moment with her kids kind of running back and forth between her uh, and um, and now go ahead and make your insight
3: check yeah I just wanted to see if I noticed him this
0: is not an infinite loop we're not going to do this (laughs) that would be
3: 22
4: You just see for
0: a moment that someone stares at you, that you you don't remember seeing him before. There's a lot of people on the Airbus, so you don't know. But it's the first person you notice that has stared at you with more than just, like, a little bit of xenophobia.
3: Are you okay? Do my ears look too big? I know they're kind of obtrusive.
1: Am I okay? I ask. are you Okay. Do you, you're the strangest. You're the strangest one of this whole bunch. I mean, look at you. What, well, what are you doing way out here? I know Loxodons. I've never seen them way out here. What are you doing?
3: That is so brute. How could you? Wow. I've gotta go, and I'm gonna walk away and start walking laps.
1: I'm gonna start walking towards the ship that they got off of, but keeping my eye on. Them her the whole time, just because she's the one that's the outlier of the, that entire group. Okay, as you start to head up
0: the, the steps back into the ship, there is one of the worker crews come out, and this one is actually a dwarf, short, uh, clean-shaven, and dressed in a in, an outfit that is honestly the dwarf is about it is a large Man trying to fit into an outfit that's, he's probably 50 pounds, made for a five pound, wearing five pound (laughs) So he's just really kind of like bulging in his outfits, polished golden buttons. (laughs) Right? (laughs) uh, Polished golden buttons. And he, he stops you and he goes, No, no, sir. We need everyone off the ship while we work on this interfacing unit. So, please go mingle and enjoy yourself. Okay. This announcement's gonna be made soon, anyways. We're gonna be here for a while. The entire interface unit's fried.
1: Well, who do you have piling in that damn ship?
0: It doesn't. It's not their fault. It's just that the, the Airbus system is archaic. It's outdated. You know how it is, and we're working on a limited budget. Things and Things aren't getting allocated by the Federation for this sort of stuff. So, you know, it's about 10 years old.
1: Well, do you mind if I should take a look at it? I used to fly around myself back in the day. I might be able to give you some insight. Go
0: ahead and
1: make a persuasion roll.
4: Alright, dice. 11.
1: 11. <laughs> 11.
0: He goes, No, no, you really shouldn't. Yeah, you really shouldn't. You know how many people I've heard say that kind of thing. And then just, <laughs> boom! And he's a little animated guy, he goes, Nope. Please, for the good of all, walk down those steps. Let us handle it. It should only be like, looks down at his watch, and he goes,
4: like
1: seven hours or so. Seven hours? Do I look like I got time to wait that long? Do you guys have another ship coming? Well, you
0: bought a ticket, and another ship's gonna take at least
1: ten hours to get here, so this is your best choice. God damn it, this shit technology, I'm tired of it. Alright, fine.
0: And that's when he says the, 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 the dwarf says that rather loudly and everyone kind of looks back and they go seven hours and you hear that it's going to take about that long as he kind of yells that out
4: hmm
3: seven hours to do what in this decrepit place well might as well start getting to know some folks and maybe picking up some information so i'd like to just walk around eavesdropping on people
0: all right I want you to just go ahead and make another perception roll as you are specifically trying to pick out interesting topics.
3: That would be a six.
0: Six. You see uh, an ornate Corbin woman dressed in um, scarves and has a lot of jingling um, very just like archaic metal jewelry. Mm -hmm. Something that's like
4: really outdated.
0: Like, who wears gold around their neck anymore? And she is currently talking to one of the guards about toilets. And she she goes, you should really look at my inventions, huh? I've been working really hard, and that's actually why I'm on my way out to the colony. Now, I was just in there, and I'm gonna give you a wonderful pitch, okay?
3: And I'm gonna keep walking. I'd like to go look at this other ship that's on the dock, the loading bay, mm-hmm. and just kind of take a stroll around it. Alright. I'm not trying to be stealthy or hide or anything. I'm just looking.
0: As you go and walk walk over, you notice that it is a, um, it's a nice ship. Small. It seems to be empty at the moment, but the, the, the lift is down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much from a base idea, of like kind of what you see.
3: Is there like a like a, a ramp that you would walk up? Like how, Yes,
0: the ramp is open.
3: I'd like to just sit crisscross applesauce right in the center. not like You know like how a ramp does this kind of thing? I'm going to sit at the bottom, mm-hmm. crisscross the applesauce.
0: So you just sit down, just... Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep. Ears out.
0: And that's when you hear kind of the voices of people saying... All right, folks. Please move to the side. To the side. We got some people to bring through. Nothing to worry about. And that's when you start to see a long, long line of probably 15 to 18 prisoners. Just and they have like these shackles on that are attached by like little uh, the chains are replaced with like lasers, like keeping them attached. Just a very bright light, almost the light of like a welding light. It's hard to look at. They themselves can't look down, and they're just trudging one behind the other with uh, armed guards carrying like full-on assault weapons, their visors, helmets down. Um, none of the inmates seem to really stand out, but they all just look hardened, hardened men. Some of them you kind of recognize, um, but they're all being moved into the oblong uh, prison transfer ship, it doesn't take long for them to get loaded up and get that thing closed. Uh, and very, very slowly you hear, like, the the hum as the dragon's uh, landing equipment starts to kind of, like, fold it in itself. And the dragon... Dragons are interesting because they actually warp gravity around them. And it just kind of hovers for a second. And there's a moment where, like, the laser gates to the uh, bay area open with a... And it just kind of slowly moves out. And as everyone's kind of watching this and there's kind of like low mutters, like just like, wow, did you see the way that he's looked at me? Ah, good riddance to them. I wonder where they're going. And there is another hiss as a door opens. And you hear a loud guard just you're talking very excitedly. And he goes, yeah, and so that documentary, i want you to know that when they had what were they called um they're extinct now uh oh oh dolphins yeah can you believe that that happened and this guy is just talking to you this prisoner guard and he is talking very excitedly as you both kind of look and see who this person is do i His, see the prison
2: thing leaving like yeah you do. do i know it's the prison bus
0: yeah okay you, you know Does the
2: guard have any weapon
0: the guard has like a, a minor like weapon on him like an, more like a stun
2: like, like an axe or nothing nothing this guard does not have nothing. like an axe or anything on him okay um can i do something yeah how far is it from me the ship yeah
0: oh the ship's like just leaving Laser gates are kind of starting to hiss.
2: But they're closed. not closed yet. No, no. But like yeah.
0: there's no opening under the ship.
2: I don't know. But how far is this? Sh- like how? Far oh, the-
0: um, it's. Let me look. Let me look at the map. What are you thinking?
2: What? I <laughs> Can my I done.
3: run to the bathroom really quick?
0: And then as it's kind of inching, 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 there's the tss-
2: as the lasers field are starting to close slowly. What uh, do you want to do? I wanted to call to whatever the guard looks the most important, like the highest ranking. Make an insight check. Yeah. Eighteen.
0: All right, you see one who seems Wait, to be the most high, like the highest yeah. ranked. Okay,
2: I'm going to call to him and say, Your boss promised your boss promised me an interview with one of the prisoners on that ship. And it comes from the highest order, so I need to talk to one of them. He looks at you and he
0: goes... Did he now? And um can I see that order or that writ please?
2: Alice is getting a little frustrated today. It's not today. Cuz people just are not listening at this point. And he's very like prideful in some sense. So he's literally just going to is does he know anything to like an intercom system, like for outside the base, is, is there anything that he would recognize as like an intercom? Go ahead and make, I want you to make
0: a perception check, and I also want you to combine it with an intelligence roll,
2: and give me the two totals, add it together. Intelligence? Okay, I'll do one first, because if I roll two, I don't want to like choose. So which one first? Perception. Okay, perception is going to be 11.
0: And now roll an intelligence and add it together.
2: My best
1: roll. This would your best roll.
2: That is a not one.
3: one. <laughs> no,
2: minus
1: one.
0: Okay, you would know you, yeah, you have a zero. You do see an intercom type system. Currently, there is a guard kind of leaning lazily against it. You also see that that guard is talking to your pilot, and she's just slow, she's just smoking, and they're just kind of chatting away. and But you don't recognize the system or the way to interface with it. Uh, And that's when the thing closes all the way. And the guard goes, all right, journalists always thinking they can get what they want. And this guy's no pushover. And he goes, go take your story and go write it up, huh? You don't kick us around. And he just walks off.
2: What is he? Like, how big is he? Is he, like, he, he, humanoid, or...?
0: He's humanoid. He's reasonably built. He's, he's not as stacked as you in any sense, but he's, he, he's built well enough. How many guards are around? All together, from what you can see, about eight. Most of them are... The majority of them are carrying stun weapons, but a few of them are carrying, like, full-on weapon assault weapons.
3: Are you gonna try to kill him? No!
2: <laughs> Alice is gonna walk up to him.
3: <laughs> and <laughs>
2: gently... You do what you gotta do. Grab him by, like, you know, like, the shoulder, but back of your neck kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, lean over. How, is he taller? He's not taller than me, right? No. Is he bigger? Okay. So he's gonna kind of, like, grab him by the neck and kind of, like, lean over, like, to, like, talk to him a little bit. Uh-huh. And he's just gonna say, how would you don't disrespect me one more time, or I'm gonna, uh, like, or I'm gonna throw you off this ship. I'm gonna make intimidation wrong. can Against oh, a man. guard? 13 plus plus. <laughs> this two, might just be 15? my
0: chance. He, uh looks at you and he goes "Ah, oh, got some backbone, don't you? He goes, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. We put up with journalists coming in and reporting. It's not the other way around. Alright? You're here because we allow it. And he goes, I've dealt with more people giving negative press about us than you would care to know about it. He goes, so don't get upset with me that I'm a little bit annoyed at your presence, all right? You make my life harder.
2: Can I? Do do guards or like the galaxy? This is like a pretty good question. Acer's aren't. Acer's, we're just businessmen. So, like, do we, This if you had any, if I, like, by chance had a tattoo or symbol of the Acer's, would he consider that like needing a recipe because I'm just a very good businessman or...?
0: It depends, Okay, but in general, mm-hmm. being directly related with the acers yeah. is something worth going to jail over or being killed. But it is an open secret that the acers all work for this corporation and the corporation fronts for them. But because of legal loopholes, the acers are able to avoid persecution. But yes, there have been multiple busts against ACers.
2: Okay, so. I should probably decide not to do that. Um. <laughs> Atlas, knowing his situation, is gonna be frustrated and upset. But rather than doing anything to the guy, he's just gonna punch one of the walls that are like. Alright, so you kind of punch it. <laughs> yeah, just as like an angry thing. Like, not in like. Not like he's like full on like hitting it. He just like turns around, and like lights a cigarette, and then like smacks one of the walls like kind You know when like you're pressured yeah. and you just like hit something. He just yeah. the, you see the guard just kind of shake his head at you and he goes, "Cause that's a real." <sighs> Alright, you know what and no, he I'm just kind of walks. Away. to the so the jacket. So I'm gonna like kind of like drop the jacket down a little bit, and he's gonna see like the top of like his, so. Alice has this big tattoo on his back, and it's gonna be like. To me, it's like a symbol, of the Acer is kind of like behind it, like the emblem. But it's going to also have this like horned dragon. Like over like old school dragon though, not the robotic ones nowadays.
3: Do I see this?
2: Make a per... Well, I'm going to say...
0: Make a perception check. It. Yeah. With disadvantage, because you're sitting down and there's a huge crowd. Oh, okay. That would be... goddamn
3: oh, damn it. With
2: disadvantage. Four. It's a two... So, yeah, four. All right. No, you don't see anything. <laughs> I mean, and then, you, like, with that old, it's, like, an old-school dragon, horn dragon, and then, like, it's basically, some people will know about it, I'm not huge, you know, but it's basically known as, like, the Berserker. It's, like, a hired, like, killer for, oh, shit, whatever. Yeah, basically just, like, a hired killer, almost. I need you to make an insight check.
1: What was
0: that?
2: Nineteen.
0: 19. He looks at you. You see just kind of, like, for the first time, you can actually, you've you can finally see behind like kind of like this like sh- tinted uh, visor on his mm-hmm. goggles, just enough to see the whites of his eyes widen a little bit. But the facial expression, what you can see below the eyes doesn't change. And he just kind of goes, continues. Like there's like a brief pause, but he continues with the shaker's head and he just goes, that's why you don't get what you want. And he just kind of starts walking off. But you notice that he's walking a little more quickly, <laughs> okay. and he's walking, and he looks like he's pulling out some sort of a calm unit.
2: I'm gonna tell my driver. I'm gonna look over to my driver and like wave her like towards me and say it's time to go. All right, so you give like a little whistle
0: and a wave, yeah. and uh, you see her kind of just like pat the guy on the shoulder and just go. Ooh. She's kind of talking kind of yeah. to herself, where you can't really hear, as she's kind of talking to him, but it's very flirtatious and. She just puts out her her cigarette and hurries off in the direction of you guys.
1: What are you doing in this time, Clive? Okay, so is did any of that make a scene? Did anybody like pay it? Like, was anyone aware of what was going on with him and like alternation with the guard? Please make a perception check on that. Uh, unnatural twenty.
0: You saw the guard walking away very quickly and you just caught the very end of a, we got a problem. We got a problem over and that's what you hear and you kind of look over in him just in time to see the very hints of a tattoo being covered up as he waves over the woman.
1: Oh man. Hey, this guy looks like trouble, but I don't think I have any other way to get out of here. Uh, I just got to Sneak past this this loxodon and
4: <laughs> decided
1: to sit right in front of. I, I just I just need to get out of here. So he's going to try to sneak past uh, the elephant person. You I don't want to. I, I need onto the ship.
0: So, so this is happening just as you're happening. I need you to make a perception check versus your stealth check. Twenty two. I'm a fourteen. 14, 20, all right. So how do you sneak faster?
3: Oh, I don't think you can sneak past the loxodon because of my ears. What does it say? Um... I
0: think you probably just have, like, advantage on ears per, like, listening perceptions. It's not like a no.
3: Oh, okay. So, I'd like to be know-it-all. No, that's not how it works,
0: unfortunately. Right. So please, go ahead and tell me how you <laughs> sneak
3: faster.
1: Well, I'm going to go around to... because uh, So the ramp's down, right? And she's sitting at the very she's end. She's sitting at
0: the very end, but of course, there's like because the ramp is down, You know, it's not like there's walls. You can get up on the side yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that.
1: Um, my knowledge as a pilot, would I know if there was any other hatches into this, sh- like, maintenance hatches or anything into this kind of ship?
0: Generally, there. are are uh, other ways into a ship. Um, Being able to interface with it in a quick fashion is hard, especially because most ships require attunement to them. So in this case, no. You would
1: actually have to get past her. Okay, so I'm gonna sneak around to uh, the side of the ramp that's kind of the most out of view of everybody else to just kind of do like a roll up on it and sneak my way into the back of the ship there.
0: Okay, so you kind of roll your way up onto it. Uh, McKenna, it's almost like you're lost in your own thoughts. Just, you, you see as her her uh, elephant's sn- uh, snout, right? Yeah, your elephant's snout's kind of- trunk. trunk. There we go, I couldn't remember the word. Elephant trunk is kind of like listening back and forth, very <laughs> lazily, as if she's just cool. almost like in a trance, but also kind of reminds you of a composer. Um, and then you kind of snap to life, but, like, two or three seconds too late, as mm-hmm. if, like, you heard the clatter, and then it, it registered in your brain, and you kind of, like, your ears twitch, and you go, there's nothing there. Okay. You get into the ship, and immediately, you feel almost at home. You've used smuggler ships before. I need you to go ahead and uh, make an invest- a quick investigation check. I got
2: a nice ship. Okay. It's a loner, I know. <laughs> I got one.
0: All right, Man. one. All right, you kind of walk around, kind of like come, come, come. You're not quite sure, but you know that somewhere there should be some false boards and or like uh, plating to, that you can potentially hide them if you wanted to. Um, but McKenna, you are sitting there, cross-legged. You kind of, as you turn your head back, kind of like that was odd. You see. As this large man with uh, his pilot
2: walks up towards you, she's like in the way of my like. She she's cross-legged. Right? I am the,
3: very unintrusive. Big, right? like, how,
2: how is she compared to me? Like how tall is she? Oh, I'm huge.
3: Um, I am seven foot six, three hundred seventy five oh pounds. <laughs> um,
4: oh my God.
3: And I say, I stand up casually. Hello, how
2: are you? Right in front of my ship.
3: Your ship just looked really interesting. I'm intrigued by ships in general, and this ship just looked fascinating. Tell me about it.
2: I am not really have time right now.
3: Okay, well then I'm actually curious, where are you headed? To work. Where's work?
2: I don't know why you're so picky right now. I don't want to know everything, but I need to get to my job.
3: Okay, well, the reason I'm being so picky, if you don't want to be friendly here, is because I would like a way out of this prison. Um, and it seems as though the ship that I was on is seven hours delayed. And I'm really willing to go anywhere but here.
2: Is my... Uh... Pilot back yet or not? She's like on her way walking. No, so- she she's like caught up with you. She's like kind of oh. standing behind you. Just kind
0: of waiting and watching this interaction. Did you tell her about your interaction with the guard? Did you let her know what was going on?
2: With the guard? Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I told her that I showed my mark or whatever. And she goes, we kind of need to get out of here. You, uh, you really wanted to be the record breaker, didn't you? And then you go ahead and wow, seventh Seventh time. We're that still going to really get out of here. Okay.
3: Okay. I wonder if you might need a little um assistance. And it looks like you forgot to. Never mind. Um, it looks like you might need some assistance. Assistance with what? Well, you look like you would need to get out of here quickly and maybe need a 375 so, pound I don't think you can fit on my ship. Oh, I totally can. I'd, uh, I'd like to walk up. Walk up my ramp? Yeah, because you said I don't think you can fit in, I'd like to show Before you. Before she like, turns
2: around, grab her trunk. What,
3: <laughs> don't do that. What is
2: going
1: on? <laughs> would I be able to attempt a vehicle handling check while I'm in the ship to see if I can pilot it? You like don't
2: know who's in there. I don't know who's
1: in there, yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: You could try to interface with it. <laughs> yeah, Depending <laughs> on what sort of security yeah, you things are in, it, you time, might not yes. be able to interface with it in a quick enough time. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, you go to the center console, you stick your hands in, <laughs> sinking into the the uh, kind of jelly flesh, and suddenly you feel the consciousness of the ship, the living entity that are dragons, as it almost reaches out, probing, to find out who you are. <laughs> go ahead and roll an interface and check. Creepy. Come on. That is sick. Immediately, you are met with the equivalent of like firewalls. Uh, and you're like, this is going to take a while. Oh,
1: well, I thought this was going to work, but I don't have time. I just need to find a place to hide. Okay. As you pull out, there is a
0: <laughs> And you hear that coming from in your ship, and that's coming from behind you, McKenna, as you were just like standing there, as he kind of reached for your, your trunk. And like, just as he did that, right, that sound came in, and both of you kind of froze into the place. As you both look back in the ship.
3: It I looks need like you could really use some help now.
0: I need you to please go ahead and make another uh s- make a make a s- investigation roll. Or yeah.
1: 14.
0: 14. Very quickly you look around and you see the false panelings actually up in the front of the ship. As you kind of start to, I'm assuming, slip into it. Go ahead and make a stealth roll. 14. Alright, and that's when you kind of like pull it just as you hear the loxodon from out there go. Looks like you could really use some help. And as you say that, you guys see as one of the security guards is starting to walk from the other side towards you. Two, like flanked with two other ones, both of them carrying assault weapons. And they're talking into their calm units walking towards you guys.
2: Alright, so Atlas, hearing the alarm, being annoyed with the guard, having this massive elephant in my way, he's gonna, like, there is gonna be a slight, actually, you're gonna see a slight flicker, well, the elephant will, the guards, maybe. There, well, no, she just won't, because like, I only have lights in the front. You see a slight flicker of, like, red, and then he's gonna basically just tell, he's gonna, like, hurry his pilot in this like, ship and say, alright, get to work. You need to get out of here. And then, so
0: the pilot kind of brushes past you and goes, "Oh, excuse me!" <laughs> and kind of pushes up past you, and you hear the footsteps of them over the top of you, just like, "God damn thing!" And she she doesn't seem to notice anything amiss, and she okay. goes, "I need Sport to get these damn alarms <laughs> free fixed." And she, you just hear it, she slips her hand into the into the control of her face again.
3: So, might I join you? Was it? Um, Atlas?
2: Have I seen any Loxodons before? Like, have I dealt with them? Up to you? Has there been any wars or anything that like, Loxodons have been a part of? Or, like, battlefields? In history, yes. Nothing recently. But as you're kind of thinking this over, the guards are getting closer. Okay. And they're starting to point at you. Alright. Okay. I am
3: going to just say, do what you want. I'm going to walk up the ship. Well, because I'm in front of you and you can't walk up without me being in your way, I'm just gonna push you. Oh, I'm gonna walk ahead of you and <laughs> leave you on your shit. say, like, come on, come on.
0: And as you do that, you hear your pilot voice kind of ring out, and oh, we're go, and you hear the ramp starting to close as you hear the guards starting to you hear the footsteps kind of running towards you, people getting parted as they're pushing their way through, and you can hear the guards going, we got we got them running." HULK! 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 And you can hear like the sound of just like a single firing round just kind of <laughs> being shot as the pilot raises the ship off of the ground and kind of like turns it in the direction of the gates and you just feel the familiar bolts of both of the two as the ship shudders and shakes with a
4: <laughs>
0: as it shoots multiple bolts at the barrier gate. Which, disabling it, and as the ship starts to accelerate and move out into the expanse of darkness, with all the people down below kind of staring up, pointing at what's going on, having a hard time believing it, smoke filling the bay. And you kind of look back as you click on one of the viewing portals, the locks on right next to you, and you can see a lot of the damage that your pilot had caused as you were pulling away change the interface look up ahead you can see in the distance the uh, transfer ship ahead and i think for this time that is what we're going to call it
3: so awesome yeah good work guys I
0: hope you guys good enjoyed time. that <laughs> and
3: we're all together
0: yep so again everyone uh, thank you for joining in for our pilot episode of starlight and we can't wait to see you again
3: yeah bye
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at starlightadventures@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, Spacers.